Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. Uh, tonight, Nikki and I are going to talk about a really cool resource that she has used in the past, um, and it's something that's super inquiry-based and um, one that I think a lot of you are going to enjoy. So Nikki, why don't you start out by kind of introducing the resource and letting the listeners know like what it's all about. Yeah, I would love to say where I found it. Um, I have had this document printed since like, I, this is like a 10 year old document. I found it online. It was one of those things where you're looking for something else. And then you found you find this, it looks cool, but you're like looking for something ag mech. This is animal science. And you're like, oh, I'll get to it. Uh-huh. That's how this was. And so I've had it printed for so, for so long. Um, truly don't know where I found it. So we'll, we'll, I'll scan it and put it in the show notes. It has everything that you need in it though. So, um, but it's, it's called murder. You wrote like you, like E W E. Um, and it's, um, it walks kids through, um, essentially like, um, a fake murder mystery about bighorn sheep. So this would be perfect. This says it can be grades eight through 12, which I agree. Um, it's not an easy activity. Um, like eighth graders would maybe need a little more scaffolding with scaffolding with this, but this would be perfect for like an environmental science class, even animal science, because I think this could really be compared to, um, I mean, you could modify it to talk about livestock and and you'll see why here. But um, honestly, this would have been a perf- perfect activity to do during COVID because it does talk about like, you know, sharing diseases. But it's called Murder You Wrote and it starts with um, an overview. And ultimately what you what you would prep before kids are there is you would make a photocopy of there's mystery fact cards. So you'd photocopy those and cut them out. They're the size of like a deck of cards. Like that's how size, how big those cards are. You cut them out and then you make a copy of the mystery story and and the mystery questions. Um, This activity suggests groups with four to five kids, which I agree. I, I, I always tried not to have five kids in a group if I could help it because someone always doesn't do something but you'll see in a minute where there's a lot of information so more kids five kids could be helpful but know your kids because you might want to have less than that so ultimately you'd make those photocopies in advance and each group needs a set of those is how this is written and intended um you would start by walking your kids to class and then reading the overview. This is the overview is not long at all. Um, and it talks about bighorn sheep and like adult males are called rams. Adult females are called ewes. Um, young are called lambs. Um, and just kind of like 
explains um, overpopulation, hunting, uh, what a population crash is, and examples of like what die-off would look like, and um, that ultimately their goal here is to solve an ecological mystery using the information provided, thinking and problem-solving skills, and perhaps resource books. So you can read that. You can either have the the small groups read it. I preferred to have the whole class read it. That way I could do like a reading strategy and really drive home the information that's in this little bit of um, reading. So once I would do that, I would then divide them in the groups of four to five. That's when I would distribute those materials that I would have made in advance. And by in advance, it definitely was like 15 minutes before class started. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Like I always thought to myself, like laminate these cards so you could reuse. Oh yeah. That never happened, you guys, but you could, you could be better than me. So anyway, so once you break them in the groups, you're, you're going to share the guidelines. And so ultimately students are going to use the mystery story and the fact cards to solve the ecological or the ecosystem mystery. So once a student is given a fact card, they cannot pass it and they cannot trade it with others. And th- that's the trick to this is that all, there's 24 fact cards and each fact card has a different fact. Um, what makes this challenging is that a, if I, if Brianna was one of my students, I would give her fact card number one. She's the only one that's going to see that. Okay. Um, and they have to work within their groups to one by one read the fact cards um, and utilize the information to solve the mystery. So um, essentially the fact cards would be flipped upside down on their table. You would instruct your kids. So let's say Brianna's team had four kids in, in her group. Each kid would grab a fact card, flip it over so only they could see it. They would take turns reading the fact cards. So Brianna reads, the autopsies revealed the dead at Bighorns had pneumonia causing bacteria. And then the next group person would read, autopsies revealed dead bighorn were found to have parasites called lungworms, right? So each person reads one, and her group has four. They're taking notes at this point because their goal ultimately is to determine the the cause, the weapon, and the motive. And so they're they're taking notes based on the facts that they were given from the scene um, and using the information that they learned in the overview to write down these notes. Because once they've gone through all 24 fact cards, which to do that, once the four students would read their cards, then they would each pick up another card and then they would read those and then take notes but they can't show them to anyone else. They're reading them out loud. So that makes it more challenging because they can't see it. They have to use different types of, you know, learning modalities. And um, once they've read all their fact cards, that's when, um, that's when ultimately they have to try to, to solve it. So they have to say what the cause, the weapon and the motive is. 
this has questions with it. So students, it can kind of guide them. So like the first question is how many Bighorn sheep died between the summer and February 5th? You would have learned that if I would have read the mystery to you. So they start to answer these and they don't answer these questions until they've gone through the fact cards. And ultimately they, at the end, would have determined that no one thing intended to harm these bighorn sheep. Um, there was multiple factors and they have to list the factors. So they figure out, they figure out through all of this information, what ultimately led to the demise of the sheep. Um, there's, I mean, it's super fun. It is challenging. It is definitely not an easy activity. It pushes kids. Um, even when I did this, I had to like really think about it. Um, because, um, if you see all the fact cards, it makes it easier. So that's a way that you could um, modify this if you wanted to. You don't have to have the kids read them. You could just give the group the fact cards and just say, here's your information from the scene. Utilize this information. So I would say um, easy way to, to modify it for a younger group or if you have students who have learning disabilities or you're just like, I think this will be too tough for my kids. I'm going to do it this way. I don't think it takes away from it because if they're all mixed up, if you do it that way though, I wouldn't number the fact cards because I think they're, they're kind of in an order. I would say kind of sort of, but I've done a similar activity. And if you take the numbers off of them and you just let them have them, it doesn't take away from it, I don't think. So they would they would then try to organize them, take notes, and come up with the answers. Um, so super simple. Other than that, I mean, you just need a few copies. Um, they have, what I liked about this is they also had assessments. Um, so like an example was students can create a diagram showing the life cycle of a lungworm um, from the information given. They also had extensions. So one of the extensions was working in small groups, ask students to research and report about the techniques used by wildlife agencies to trap and medically treat bighorn sheep for diseases. So it's some really great things that go along with this. Um, and uh, lots of analyzing, communication, critical thinking skills, all in a simple activity. Um, and if you have connections in your community to come in and speak after this about bighorn sheep or, or similar work that they do with species that are native to your state, um, I think a really cool like capstone to this is to have somebody come in that actually has this job. So um, like I said, something I found online and I've just, somehow not lost this paper copy in 10 years so so i have a few questions and the first is okay you mentioned like students taking notes writing it down did you have anything special that they were writing that in i know you use interactive notebooks a lot like or was it just on a sheet of paper like how did you you can do any way um this activity just says like on a sheet of paper they do say in here, if you wanted to modify it, you could you could have each team choose a scribe. Like Brianna, you will be the person taking notes in your group. The only downside to that is like, what if a person isn't a great note taker, and the whole 
success of this activity comes down to taking notes. So there is that. Um, I, the class that I did it in, um, we did have interactive notebooks. So they just took their notes in the interactive notebook and that's where they, they answered these questions in there. Um, essentially it's just a space for them to write, um, and answer the questions and kind of work through, it depends if you're going to give them the facts in front of them where they all get to see them, they might not need to take notes. Maybe you just give them highlighters and they can write on these fact cards and the fact cards become their notes and their evidence and they can move around the table and organize them by like, you know, maybe all the lungworm stuff goes in one area and all the, you know, so they can start to, to synthesize what they're seeing, I guess. Okay. So then the next question I have is like, did you do anything special to like engage students through this activity? Like, did you have some sort of scene set up or like, how did you kind of introduce it? Um, for this, I just kind of played up the murder thing. So they were all in investigation teams and I gave them all their information in an envelope that said confidential. It was literally, it was all in this, like each group was just in an envelope, in a separate envelope. And then I just wrote confidential on it. Um, you can get confidential stickers, um, things like that. So it, it was simple things. Um, I didn't set up a scene because there really wasn't anything to set up. They're not analyzing anything physical. Um, and so I just hyped up like the items that I was giving them. One thing I didn't do that could have been fun was, um, like when they came in giving them like, you know, an agent sticker and maybe they make their agent name and slap it on, you know, you could have something simple like that or taking crime scene, um, tape and putting it on their table. And then it's got your confidential envelope in the middle and, you know, like, don't touch it, don't touch it yet. You know, like hype it up that way. Um, so that's kind of what I did. Like I said, the overview at the beginning, I liked doing, um, like a reading strategy to help kids, you know, so many of them would pass over that information and it takes away from it. So that's why I didn't have them read it in their groups. We did that together. And it's like, I don't know. It's four paragraphs, but two of them are teeny tiny. So it's not a ton of information, but it's enough that like you need to spend the time with them going through it because it builds off of what they're going to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you could, you could easily, you know, have a ton of fun with it. I think the part about it that's really nice is that it doesn't require a ton of stuff. And so a simple confidential envelope and having a little fun with the scenario is just as cool and takes you less prep time. Um, depending on the amount of kids you have in the class, like I didn't have that issue, but like for you, Brianna, like it's easier for you to prep five envelopes for five groups than it is for you to set up this massive scene and decorate and, you know, do all that. So that is the nice part about this is it's, it's photocopies. And if you have a student aide or a secretary that needs something to do, whatever, like anyone could have helped prep these materials. Um, and it's, it's all in the packet. So they suggest 45 minutes to an hour to, to do this. And I wholeheartedly, um, it took us more than a class period to do more than a 45 minute class period to do. So I think that's pretty spot on. Okay. Um, and then I guess the last question I had too, was like, 
maybe what are some concepts that you taught like before and after um to like make it cohesive instead of just having like this activity in the middle of nowhere Yeah. Well, the first time I did it, I really felt like it was an activity in the middle of nowhere. The first year I ever taught uh, environmental, uh, like ENR stuff. Um, the second time we really focused on like disease transmission. Um, this falls in really well there talking about diseases, how they transmit um, from one organism to the other. Um like with the extension, they can, you know, they talk about life cycles. So then maybe, maybe the students after this pick common, you know, environmental uh, diseases that bighorn sheep and other species can get. Um, I think after this one year, we did the oh deer activity that I think we've talked about on the podcast before, you know, talking about like how it affects an entire ecosystem and, you know, so anything like that, um, ecosystem management right this could go right in front of like a careers unit like I hear a lot of people that they do an act they do a lesson and then there's a careers unit they do a lesson then there's a careers unit um so finding like someone that's like an ecosystem manager your game and fish like bring someone in that could speak to some of the concepts in here um I think that would be really cool. And I don't know, I don't think it would feel disconnected. I think really it would show a kid like, wow, like this is a real job that I can do every day of my life. I think that's really cool. Um, but I also like, there's some vocabulary in here that you can build off of too. Like, you know, you fetus, um, in some of the fact they talk about the larva stage, a life cycle, a parasite, placenta, pneumonia, um, what public land is. So like, there's some vocab in here that's, it's not a ton, right? But it's, um, it's some good vocabulary that can lead into other things, um, after that. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's nice. I think that it covers enough concepts that this could go in lots of places throughout, uh, an ENR class. Um, yeah. So that's that. Yeah, well, you... I, think, I think it can be easily modified into other areas, too, like you said, with animal science or even, I mean, obviously it would take, like, changing the cards and stuff, but, like, using the same type of idea for maybe it's a, a plant disease outbreak or um, I think about some of, like, the the really bad, like, noxious weeds that we have in North Dakota, like, looking at, like, um, you know, water hemp and how that affects, like, agronomy Ooh, i actually have a good activity that i found online about that maybe we should do that that is an episode <laughs> the next episode will be about that the next episode well actually i should go look because one of my state officers amy i think found that's where i did a similar activity to this too was um she was preparing for a chapter visit and um and it's more generalized, like it's not content specific. If I can, I'll reach out to her and see, and I'll, I'll include that in the show notes too. So you can see like two different types of version ones. That's, that's very, um, content specific and one that's kind of a little more open-ended. They basically have the same layout though. So okay. yeah, because I just think it's like such a fun, like engaging strategy. Like it's, 
so much more fun to like listen to the cards being read and like you know take down your detective notes and stuff than just like reading the information yourself um mm -hmm. and i could see like my students especially like being interested to listen to what the evidence is quote unquote evidence um rather than just like you know their classmates are reading a paragraph from a text right um, so i really like that but that's the thing is you can modify too like you can the groups can read all the facts if you want to read all the facts to the groups and they take notes like i think there's a it doesn't take away from the overall like concept of this activity if you do little modifications like that i'm emailing amy right now um After yeah so i uh, will we'll include um we will include the murder you wrote i'll get those resources hopefully from amy to to show you another one um but it, it's so fun um and it, i mean it's hard to find activities that fit ages eight eighth grade to 12th grade too and i do think like sometimes i always struggle with finding activities that were 12th grade level like you can find things that were middle school level. And right. then sometimes you're like, well, it was a little elementary for my 12th graders, but we did it anyway. This activity isn't that like it is, it is tough. It is challenging. It, it challenges your kids in a fun, in a really fun way. Could we talk about all these things through notes? Sure thing. I could talk about the life cycle of a longworm and diseases and bighorn sheep and an ecosystem. What's an ecosystem? Okay. But like why why would we do that when we have this and we can build off of this to answer those vocab questions um so that's got it's got a cute little sheep on the front so i don't know you can have some fun with that um yeah i don't know i hope i hope someone does it and then sh shares about it on social media and lets me know what they think because this was like a diamond in the rough activity um truly it was so I have no idea who to credit for it at all. Um, but just one of those gems found on the internet when I was like in the depths of the internet. I say you did a deep dive and ended up on that. <laughs> so I know I wasn't looking for something animal science related. Well, you, but you just find the good stuff when you're looking for no. And I and I was like print this and somehow did not lose this piece of paper i props to you for printing it because i would have like saved it in some weird folder somewhere and never looked at I it i was just like okay i I probably did save it but i was like print it so i could prep this for this other class later on right i don't even think i did it that year but i just found it and was like this is cool i you know everyone's done that too where they find an activity they don't even have a class for mm -hmm. but it's just so cool that you're like i, I I can't not sometime. save yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't not save them. So, um, yeah, Amy's going to look at the email and be like, why is Nikki emailing me at 9.22 wondering about this murder activity? Actually, it probably won't surprise her at all. But, um, yeah, I mean, lots of options here. I hope someone has a ton of fun with it. If, I don't know, if someone out there has done something similar and it's different content, you should share with us so we can share with everybody. But now we have to remember that the next episode has to be 
the dichotomous key about noxious weeds. You have to remember that. I know. Yeah. Write it down because I will. Also, another example of something I found searching for something else. (laughs) That's the gems, though. That's the gems, folks. But anyway, check out the show notes for these materials. Um, And um, as always, reach out to us if you have a gem of an activity like this that you've created or you found and you want to share. We would love to have you as a guest. Um, make sure you like here by the Owl Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>